a moment of power. It's time for a Moment of Power podcast with Pastor Johnny Henderson, being brought to you by the Little Zion Missionary Baptist Church in Chesapeake, Virginia. My heart is filled with praise. Yes. The song says he loved us in a special way. Yes. He, he paid the price for us. Yes. Way back in Calvary. It's not an ordinary thing. That's why my heart is filled with Live, we honor your presence today as well. Amen. Amen. Can we give God praise for our visitors? Amen. Reverend Bird got the organ going this morning. Y'all, I miss the organ. It sounds good. I like a keyboard. That organ is no comparison. Amen. Honor First Lady this morning. Honor all of you. Honor Reverend Carter. Ushers, amen. The sound and video and sound team, we honor them as well. Amen. amen. Matthew chapter 28, it says, uh, let's start at verse 5. I got to hear a whistle going. Okay. Matthew chapter 5, it says, the angel said to the woman, uh, do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Verse 7 says, Then go quickly and tell his disciples, He has risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. Verse 8, So the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy, and ran to tell his disciples. Verse 6 where we're going to take the title from. It says, He is not here. He has risen just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Point at somebody and tell them it's not over yet. It's not over yet. I want to use as a subject for a few minutes counsel the repast. Counsel the repast. Come on, you may be seen. Counsel the repast. Been thinking about that all week. They, they had the funeral, the burial, but let's go ahead and counsel that repast. Because it's not over. The question on the table this morning is, what were they thinking? 
We'll revisit that in just a second. What were they thinking? Sometimes we don't take people at their word because we have often been let down by people. People have often failed to come through on their promises and have led us to major disappointments. Usually when we are let down by people, it, it leads to trust issues. Trust issues cause us to carefully examine everything someone says, particularly when they say they are going to do something. But the good news this morning is that's not the case with God. God, God, he always delivers on his promises and his word, always. Amen. God's not wishy-washy. He's not finicky. He does, he's not a, what do you say, Indian giver. God always delivers on his promises and his word. If God said he's going to do something, he's going to do it. You can take it to the bank. You can take it right over here to Wells Fargo and tell them, bank on it. If God said it. And as I examine this text, y'all, I have one question. What did they think would happen? Jesus told them that he would rise again, yet they seemed surprised. Uh, Jesus told them that it was part of God's plan, yet they seemed to be caught off guard. If you really think about it, if you really look at it, it looks like Jesus, uh, his closest followers had no idea and no, or no expectation that he would rise from the dead. Jesus had spent much time foretelling his death and his resurrection. But it seems like they weren't listening or just didn't understand. Matthew writes in chapter 16, from that time Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and on the third day be raised. Matthew also writes in chapter 17, and while they were gathering together in Galilee, Jesus said to them, the Son of Man is going to be delivered into the hands of men, and they will kill him, and he will be raised on the third day, and they will gre uh, deeply grieve. Why does this come as a surprise? What were they thinking? As we, as we know about Jesus, the people mocked him, y'all, when he was on the cross. They say, this man saved others, but he can't save himself. They put a crown of thorns on his head. John writes that one of the soldiers pierced him in the side with a spear. And blood and water came rushing out. The blood of Jesus that covers our lives. It came rushing out. The blood that protects us and sustains us. That blood came rushing out of his side. The blood that was shed on that old rugged cross is the blood that we still live by and sing about to this day. That blood that was shed for the forgiveness of our sins. It came rushing out of his side on that cross. Jesus goes on to agonize on the cross and ask him, my God, my God. Why have you forsaken me? After Jesus cried out with a loud voice, Matthew writes, he gave up his spirit. Or as King James Version says, he yielded up the ghost. The scripture goes on to declare that many women were there watching from a distance. They had followed Jesus from Galilee to care about his needs. Uh, Mary Magdalene was there. Mary, the mother of James and Joseph and the, uh, and the mother of Zebedee's sons. They thought it would be the last time. Joseph, he took the body and wrapped it in clean linen and placed it in a tomb and 
He rolled a big stone in front of the entrance to the tomb and went away. They thought it would be the last time. It's like they weren't paying attention. It says Mary and the other Mary were, were sitting on the opposite side of the tomb. They were just watching, y'all. They thought that it, that it would be the end of the story. But oh, he got up again. Here we are. Here we are on this third day, y'all. We're, we're celebrating the resurrection of Jesus Christ. But what does it mean for us? It, it shows us the power of God. It shows us the glory of God. But most of all, it shows us that God has compassion for all of us. And God loves us. It's, it's, it's about what God does for us. And if you really think about it, resurrection, it changes everything, y'all. And it puts everything into its proper perspective. It shows the triumph of Jesus Christ. It, it shows God's revelation for his plan of salvation into our lives. And what it means for us that this resurrection, that Jesus died and he died to save us from our sins, that means we can put to death that old life of sin that we used to live. It means the same way Jesus rolls up into new life, when we put away that old life of sin, we can rise up and live new life of Christ. This resurrection, y'all, this is, this is what our doctrine hinges on. I, I've said it before in Bible study, if, if you go into church and they're not preaching Jesus and they're not preaching this resurrection, you need to run from that church and slam the door behind you. Slam the door behind you if they're not preaching this uh, exact doctrine of Jesus Christ. Because we believe in the eyewitness testimonies of those who saw the living Christ. That he had been crucified, that he had been buried, and he had been risen from the dead. Matthew writes, early on the Sabbath, or the, the next day, he said, the two women, Mary and the other Mary, I like how he uses the other Mary. They went back to this tomb, and they discovered that the tomb, the stone in front of the tomb, had been rolled away. They showed up early at dawn or sunrise. This is why we go to sunrise service. We, we want to relive or, or reimagine just how it happened. But I love how scripture, it shows that these women were committed to Jesus. They was there on the, at the cross. They were watching from a distance. They was there when he went to the tomb and they come back again. Mark writes in chapter 16 that these two women were the first to come to the tomb. He says they brought spices to anoint his body and complete the burial that had been done in haste. Apparently he had been buried the proper way. So they come to make sure Jesus gets the respect that he's owed in his burial. All right. All right. But all when they got to the tomb, that old stone was rolled away. And Jesus wasn't in there. And God rewarded them by sending the messenger, this angel. And they said, they said the, uh, Matthew said there was a violent earthquake for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and the tomb rolled back the stone and sat on it. He is not here. He has risen just as he said. I love this part. They said, the angel said, just as he said. That takes me back to my question. What were they thinking? Did they not believe him? Did they not understand? Just as he said. The angel says, come and see where he lay. He used to be there, but he's not there anymore. Oh, that old stone was, it was rolled away. And it, it was rolled away just for us to look in it and see what it looked like. 
Not to see him in there, but just for us to get a picture of what it looked like. And that's cause for us to worship today. Because yes. that old stone, that old burial, that old tomb, it couldn't hold Jesus. Death had no power over Jesus. That's the same thing Jesus saw. He wants us to understand that uh, what the enemy meant for bad, it, it, it has no hold over you. The sins that you committed, they have no hold over you. This is why God sent Jesus for God so loved the word that he gave his only begotten son. And whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. The angel said, just as he said, here's the first thing we ought to understand about the resurrection. God will always honor his word. And what I, what I love about this text, just as he said. What I love about that is the angel validates the message from God. He, the angel validates the same message that is on there. Take it to the store clerk and they'll validate you park, that you parked in the garage. Then when you leave out, you don't have to pay a fee for that parking lot. This is the same thing the angel did. She, he or she validated the message from God. God will always honor his word and his promises. The lesson for us, we should never doubt God and his promises. But the second thing, we, make, we need to make sure that we are listening to God. We are listening to God. Think about Jesus again. He had told him it was going to happen. But they didn't get the message somewhere. I came to tell you this morning, God doesn't give loose promises. His promises don't bounce like checks with insufficient funds. They are guaranteed. If God said it would happen, it will happen. The angel said, for I know you were looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen just as he said. In other words, they thought he was dead, but God's plan was fulfilled. The guards were there for security. They wanted to make sure nobody get in. But the fact of the matter is, not even the guards could stop the plan of God. Amen. The enemy couldn't stop God's plan. I want to tell you this morning, nothing or nobody can stop God's plan for your life or his promises over your life. These women, they arrive. They, they are full of emotion and sorrow and shock. They have devoted their time to come out and care for Jesus. And he's gone. He's gone. They just wanted to give one last act of devotion. They just wanted to pay some respect for him one more time. But little did they know when they showed up, their sorrow, their mourning would be replaced with joy. Yes. They go to this tomb to see Jesus, but they find that he's gone. They go for one thing, but ended up discovering another. They go to take care of his body only to find out that his body isn't there. We got, we got to admire these women, y'all, for their commitment to Christ. That's really what God wants from us. He wants commitment from us. And he rewarded them by allowing them to see this empty tomb and hear the message of the resurrection from the angel before anybody else could see it. Uh, Jesus wants us to know that every day is a resurrection for us. Because when we laid down last night and got up this morning, it was another chance to give God thanks for his grace and mercy. Amen. Just like Jesus got up again, you ought to thank God that you got up again this morning. Amen. 
You ought to give God praise that you were able to put your feet on the floor, that you were able to move your limbs, and that you were able to just wake up and say, thank you, God, that it's not over. Reverend Carter said she was all the way to sunrise service this morning. The car was upside down. You ought to thank God that wasn't you. It's not over yet. There's still more life to live. I came to declare that today. There's more life to live. It's not over today. We rejoice today because God's promises are not empty. The Psalms say this is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day, the day that which the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. So number one, the, the resurrection is about the promises of God. But secondly, it's about joy. It's about joy. The joy that we have, the joy that we get from God, it, it, no one else can take it away. The joy that we have about Jesus when our mind is fixed and stayed on Jesus, the joy that we get from that, the world can't give it, the world can't take it away. Not, not only should we uh, be glad about that joy, but we ought to tell somebody else about Jesus. We ought to tell somebody else that this, this love that God has for us is good for everybody else. Amen. It's, just, it's not just for us. It's good for the whole world. He's got the whole world in his hands. Amen. And what we learn about the resurrection, this is the ultimate expression of God's love for us. The ultimate expression. That's love. He died on the cross. He was buried. He, he rose again. That's the ultimate expression for, of God's love for us. We should view that as a win-win situation. Uh, it's not a win-lose situation. It's a win-win situation because my sins were forgiven. But God still loves me for who I am. Amen. God has a great future in mind for all of us. Amen. It's a win-win it's a situation if you look at it. Jesus conquered death and he conquered sin, y'all. That's, that's a victory for all of us. It's a victory for you and it's a victory for I because, because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Amen. These women showed up a little bit confused. They were anticipatory. Had a little bit of fear, I'm sure. When the angel showed up and the earthquake happened, I'm sure there's a little bit of fear there. But in the end, it turned into joy. Because the Savior has risen. He's risen. And the angel says, go quickly and tell his disciples. He has risen from the dead. It's going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. The angel says, now I have told you. In other words, counsel the repast. Counsel the repast. We, we've had the funeral. We've gone to the gravesite, but there's no need for there's no need for the repast. No need to sit around eating chicken and mashed potatoes. Let's, we're not here to mourn. We're here to celebrate Jesus. Put, put the obituary away. Take the flowers back to the floors. Cancel the repast because Jesus lives. We come to celebrate. We didn't come to mourn. The angel, the angel said, go quickly and tell those disciples. Jesus is not in that grave anymore. He's not in that tomb. The angel says, go quickly. But then the verse 8 says, the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy. Are you glad about today? Are you 
each other, fear and joy. Jesus had constantly told them that he would rise again. John 2, 19, Jesus had promised and said many times, destroy this temple and in three days I will raise it up. Even the 12 disciples, those that are in his, in his very own inner circle, perhaps they didn't understand what he was saying. Perhaps they were only looking at his, at his physical body. But he was talking about himself holistically. Amen. Yeah. They come to understand these women. They have come to understand that they will see Jesus again. Amen. Yes. Seeing him on the cross wasn't the last time. They'll be able to fall at his feet and worship him again. Yes. They, will, they will be able to lift up their hands and worship the risen Savior. Just like we, just like we came to worship the risen Savior. They will get to worship him just a little while longer. Amen. And when you think about it, when you think about what it means for us, I don't see how anybody can just not worship Jesus Christ. Amen. We don't serve a God that is dead. We serve a God that lives. He lives because he loves all of us. Amen. He's worthy of all our praise. The only begotten son, the risen Savior. But here, finally, finally, the resurrection, it means lasting relationship with Jesus. I love it. The resurrection means we have a lasting fellowship and relationship with Jesus Christ. These women and these disciples, they thought they would never see him again. But he appears to him, or to them rather, and they were able to touch him again. After the angel told them to hurry quickly and go tell somebody, Matthew writes in verse 9, suddenly Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. They came to him and Clasp his feet and worship him. Jesus says to them, do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. We get to see him again. Yes, yes. What we take away from that, what we all take away from that, go and tell my brothers means that Jesus desires to reconnect with some of us. He wants to stay connected to some of us as well. Some of us have become disconnected. He wants to reconnect. Amen. He's down from the cross. He's out of the tomb. He wants to reconnect with some people. But he wants to strengthen relationship with others. Amen. It means he wants to re restore fellowship where the bond was broken. It means he wants to reestablish what the enemy tried to destroy. Amen. He, he, he wants to breathe life into what you thought was dead. He wants to give you hope where you saw hopelessness. He wants to give you, he wants to shine light where you saw darkness in your life. That's what it means. The resurrection means that we have hope. We have life. We have light and darkness. Amen. He's still a miracle worker. He's still a rainmaker. He's still a problem He's still a burden bearer. When we think about relationship, it means we can truly live. That's why he says life and life more abundantly. Amen. Amen. We want to truly live. We must fix our focus on Jesus and enjoy the fellowship and freedom in Jesus Christ. Not in the things of the world. Not in the systems of the world. Amen. Right. 
The same way he raised from the dead, the same way he raised Lazarus from the dead, it's the same way he wants relationship with us. Amen. That we would have life through him. He told the woman, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live. Even though they die, they still live. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. In other words, he is the author and the finisher of our faith. In other words, Jesus had power over life and death as well as power to forgive sins. Amen. He is the creator of life and the savior of all humanity. He is the one who can restore life. Amen. He is, uh, he is the one that death cannot conquer. Jesus goes on to say that John writes, because I live, you also will live. That should be encouragement for us today. That should be encouragement for us today because when we put our faith in Jesus, then we have true fellowship with Jesus. When we commit in fellowship with Jesus, it's victory for us because we have life more abundantly. This is why he says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. Amen. In the resurrection, we see God's power at work destroying sin and giving new life and preparing us for all that God has for us. Amen. Amen. The resurrection, it means no matter what happens to us, there's hope for the future. Hope in Jesus Christ. Because through him, we can overcome anything the enemy tries to throw at us. The resurrection means that Jesus Christ is still alive. And ruling the kingdom of God. Amen. He's not, he's not in a grave. He's not on a shelf. He's still alive. You can't tuck him away in the TV stand. He's still alive. He's living in all of us. Amen. Uh, he is alive and he is real. We serve a living God. Amen. Paul says that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow those in heaven and of those on earth and of those under the earth and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. I don't know about you but I call that victory. Amen. Yes. I'm done. I'm going to get on out of your way. I know you got a hand waiting on you at home but I'm going to get on out of your way. That's victory y'all. The resurrection is about Victory. It was the power of the most high God. Are you hearing me today? It's the power of the most high God that bought or brought Jesus Christ's body back from the dead. Amen. That old devil thought he won. The, the Roman Empire, the soldiers and the government, the high priest, they, they thought they had won, but Jesus Christ rose from the dead. The angel told the women, go quickly. Look at your neighbor and say, run and tell somebody. He's not in there. The angel told the women to go, go quickly and tell the disciples that Jesus has risen from the dead and he would meet them in Galilee. Matthew writes, they came up and took hold of his feet and worshiped him. And Jesus said to them, do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers. To go to the Galilee, and there they will see me. Amen. Amen. And I press on towards the end. I, I come to tell you this morning 
Cancel the repast. Are you hearing me this morning? Cancel the repast. If you don't know what a repast is, it's simply a gathering after a funeral service where family or friends can gather and watch this mourn over the loss of a loved one. The key word is mourn. We didn't come to mourn today. Counsel the repass. Repass, repass. Sometimes repass, you will have an entire meal or you will have some snacks and a drink. But really, it's just an opportunity to offer condolences and emotional support to the immediate family. We are the immediate family of Jesus Christ. But we didn't come to mourn. So again, I say counsel the repass. Are you ready to go home? I came to tell you this morning, put away the fried chicken. Put away the green beans and mashed potatoes. Put away the sweet tea. Counsel the repast because we didn't come to mourn the loss of Jesus Christ. Amen. And if you're excited like me, I came to celebrate. Amen. I came to celebrate the fact that he is risen. I came to celebrate because... He lives, and because Jesus lives, we can live also. Do I have any witnesses in the house? I just want to tell you this morning, counsel the repast because it's not over yet. Amen. And because it's not over, I'm going to run on and see what the end is going to be. Counsel the repast because Jesus, he changed my whole life. Amen. Do I have any witnesses up in this place today? And I gotta go back to that old hymn. It says, I was singing deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore, very deep and stained within, singing to rise no more. But the master of the sea, he heard my despairing cry from the waters lifted me now. Say, am I? You want to cancel the repast because love lifted me. That's the story this morning. Love lifted me when nothing else could help. It was the love of Jesus that lifted me. Is there anybody that is grateful for the love of God this morning? When I was lost and didn't know which way to turn, it's love. It lifted. Somebody say, cancel the repast because amazing grace, how sweet the sound is. Save the rest like me. I was wrong, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. Is anybody glad that he's looking on your fault? So every last one of these, amen. But here it is, they hung him on that old rugged cross. They placed a crown of thorns on his head. They hung him high, they stretched him wide, and they pierced him inside. That blood that was shed for us is still good today. Amen. Amen. They put nails in his feet and nails in his hands. They, they thought they had him, but cancel the repair. It's not over. Amen. But the good news is, 
all day in my Saturday, but on the third day, he lives again. Amen. I said on the third day, he rose up. And because he rose up, he's got all power in his hand. You want to cancel the repast because it's not over yet. Amen. In other words, you shall live and not die. Amen. You shall live and not die. That's what it's all about, y'all. We celebrate because he had victory. And we have victory too. That's why we come to celebrate. This is not a time to mourn. It's not time for the ring pass, but it's time to celebrate. Amen. Celebrate the risen Savior. Freedom from the penalty of sins. Salvation. We serve a risen Savior. There's still hope. If you came here today looking, uh, feeling down, feeling out, feeling like it was all over, there's still hope. As long as there's Jesus, there's still hope. Amen. We serve a God that can raise any of us. He can turn our situations around. He can fix us where we're broken. He can heal where we're hurting. Amen. He can put us back together. That's what it all means. There is hope in Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Come on, would you give God praise? The risen Savior, y'all, is not over yet. It's not over yet. A moment of power. It's a moment of power with Pastor Johnny Henderson being brought to you by the Little Zion Missionary Baptist Church in Chesapeake, Virginia. Connect with them by visiting their website, lzmbc.net. Pastor Henderson, Lady Henderson, and the Little Zion family want to thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you will not miss a moment of power.